Hey there, folks. Welcome to, of course, Griff Talks Football. I'm your host, Griff, here. And today's episode, it's been one of my, it, it's it's one of my favorite formations or types of formations or a set uh, that I love to run, especially in, in Madden, or see coaches use it uh, and see how they take advantages of, of certain defensive looks or fronts or personnel that the defense itself is in. And something that I love to implement once I get to a point in life where I get to call plays and establish my offensive identity and where I want to go with a system that, again, I am establishing with the players that I have. And in today's episode, it's about the use of empty sets. So again, however you want to call it, sets, formations, personnel, but to break it all down, an empty set is where you have guys spread out, whether it's a 3 by 2 or a 1 by 4 with a quarterback under the center or in the shotgun with no one next to said quarterback position. The quarterback is by him or herself, and they're looking what the defense is doing. While simultaneously trying to get the ball out quick, um, or try to get the ball out to the route that's most effective against a particular coverage, and so forth. That's the basis of it. You're basically using an empty formation to spread out the defense to get some keys, to get some or key indicators or to find an advantage you feel like you can exploit against that defensive personnel that they're in. So again, this is a, empty is a different way to attack the defense and to again spread them away from the box as much as possible. So again, this is not a running formation. However, if you feel like your QB is athletic enough or fast enough or aware of the situation to where you can call a quarterback draw or quarterback power, or a quarterback dive, or a quarterback in so uh, inside zone, right? Any any run that puts a quarterback in between the guard and the center that you feel like you can take advantage of the box that's being presented by the defense. Because sometimes you'll get defenses where it's just four defensive linemen basically in the box. Everyone else is spread out wide. Now that's sometimes, or if this is a 100% uh, uh, not indicator, a uh, 100% level or like a 10 out of 10 kind of thing, you'll most likely see this, you know, 10 to 50, most likely 5 to 10% of the time out of 100% or uh, a fifth out of 10, if you will. Because uh, again, you don't see it that often, but you will get it sometimes where there's no one in the box. Like not even the mic is in the box. The mic's out wide trying to cover the three receiver or the two receiver. It just depends on the situation, but most of the time you will not get that look. But again, that's the purpose is try to spread the defense out as wide as possible. And you're using certain personnel with empty sets that can help identify what coverage the defense is presenting. So if you're trying to find a more effective way or an easier way to help your quarterback identify what coverage the defense is presenting 
If you use a personnel such as 21 personnel, oh, oh, 21, I'm sorry now, such as, yeah, 21 personnel, um, one tight end, two backs, two wide receivers, or um, a 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, um, with two receivers. Sometimes it's referred as ace, where you're looking, again, just for that two back, one tight end, two receivers, or two tight ends, one running back, two receivers, or, again, two tight ends, two backs, one receiver. Empty is a way to identify not only the personnel the defense is presenting, whether it's their base, maybe it's their dime, their nickel, but usually they will only use certain personnel that matches or what they feel like matches well and can go against effectively well against the offense's personnel that they're presenting. So let's say I'm running 22 personnel, so two backs, two tight ends, one receiver. The defense is going to be in their base personnel most likely, whether it be four defense linemen, three linebackers, or three defense linemen, four linebackers, or maybe their 46 defense, right? Not only against their personnel, so again, it's usually about four linebackers, four defense linemen, or four defense linemen, three linebackers, but the safeties are really tight. That's just a different type of defensive front. You're most likely, again, going to get base personnel. And within that, you're going to see where the linebackers are going to line up, where the safeties and corners are going to line up. But you can tell your quarterback to not only look at the safeties first and look at the depth of where the safeties are at, but then look at where the linebacker is. Does the linebacker match up with our slot receiver um, who happens to be number three? Because the Mike, the Mike linebacker usually lines up with or close to number three, no matter if it's uh, the running back, the receiver, tight end. The only time that the Mike wouldn't line up wouldn't line up wouldn't line I'm sorry wouldn't line up next to number three is if linebackers told to match up with the running back. If the linebackers matched up with the running back out wide, for example, then that's the indicator of man coverage. But in this situation, our receiver's in the slot, so that's the indicator of zone coverage because you don't usually have your linebacker match up to man to man with a receiver. That's just a mismatch of the zone. However, this again is a mismatch per se because now we know, okay, this is a zone indicator. Okay, we got, what, two high safeties? Okay, and we got two corners low uh, on the sideline or on our outside receiver. All right, this is cover two zone. So now I have routes that I feel like could take advantage of the defenses being presented. So if our slot receiver... Or receiver that's in the slot is our best route runner or our fastest player and can take advantage of the zone that's being presented. And we have routes that could be cover two zones, such as verticals, as long as they're not in Tampa 2. But we can change that if they're in Tampa 2 and we just have different routes associated. That's just an audible. But again, if, it, if they're not in Tampa 2, which they're most likely not in this scenario. If it's cover two zone, we can easily hit our vertical with our slot receiver. That's just one way out of various ways you can attack a defense. Again, you have key indicators. 
much like my last week's episode about RPO, you're reading a particular player to then either decide to give it to the running back or throw the ball. Much like in this scenario, you're finding key indicators to now find a better opportunity or find a better way to attack the defense is being presented here. So that's what empty can do for you. Empty again, depending on what you feel like your base offensive identity is and what personnel you love to use in empty can help identify what the coverage defense is presenting and ways that you can attack it. So when running empty, here's what you need to keep in mind when using empty sets. Quick passing concepts complement well with empty sets. They they just do. Empty, no matter if the quarterback is under the center of shotgun, it's not necessarily meant to try to attack intermediate to vertical or throw deep unless the defense is only presenting a three- to four-man rush. And how you would know that is through film study, studying your opponent to see how often they blitz against empty sets if presented, um, how often they rush the quarterback in passing down situations. But it's usually to complement well with your quick passing game. Like again, like I just pointed out, if you see a receiver that's being matched up on a linebacker, you're, you're trying to hike the ball as fast as you can and then try to attack that area that the zone is is being presented, whether it's cover three, cover two zone, cover four, things like that. And you want to throw it to that receiver. Now, sometimes receivers may be not so much locked up by a linebacker, but rather be bracketed, you know, double covered. Maybe the zone that's being presented does cover the receiver well, but another route's open against said zone, so you throw it to a different player, whether it be your tight end, your running back, Another receiver in there. But again, it's meant for the quick passing game. So there's screens, um, slants, which is what I would call the dungeon. Some people call it dragon or lion concepts with arrow routes associated with lion as a concept or a verbiage. Um, flats as well. Uh, maybe Zaro. So... Or a jerk route where you know, a receiver would fake one way, go the other way, such as a, a nod route. But nod routes are more associated with a stick concept. You know, after you've been running that stick concept so many times, you then run a nod where you fake the stick and then you go vertical up the field. But again, you want to throw the ball quick and effectively. Because if a five-man rush is presented and you're in an empty set, that's not a favorable matchup in terms of pass protection. You want as many duos as much as possible. Now, sometimes you can rush deeper concepts if the pass rush is only a three- or four-man rush. So let's say they're only rushing four, and you got your standard five offensive linemen blocking, you wouldn't necessarily have enough time to throw deep if you want to if a deeper concept has been called in that scenario. Whether it's dagger out an empty set, whether it's flanker uh, drive that's been called, whether it's... <clears throat> sorry about my voice. has been kind of 
uh, messed up, so I apologize. Or whether it's uh, verticals, which you don't often see verticals in an empty set, uh, or at least all verticals. Or maybe, as the play has been famously coined, Hoss White Juke. Um, although that's meant to kind of get the ball out quick, that's you got seams or vertical routes that you could throw to. It's somewhat of a deep concept. So again, you can call deeper concepts if you have set your opponent to where you know, okay, this is a four-man rush, they're often blitzing, but again, if they blitz here, we'll just audible the quick concepts. If they're bluffing, we'll still have deeper concepts, but have two routes that are meant to throw the ball or are meant to kind of get the ball out quick if they are blitzing and so forth. Now, um, the thing is, too, is if they're blitzing, pass protection is utmost, or at least one of the utmost importance. I mean, pass protection itself is always important, especially for empty. It is important because you don't always want to throw hot all the time. And what I mean by hot is you don't want to throw quick all the time. And, there, and, and it's not like it's a bad thing to throw it quickly, because um, what if your offense identity space is is based on throwing the ball as quickly as possible? Then um, that 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 I get. However, sometimes you want to throw the ball deep. Um, you have to get your pass protection sorted, and there's different types of pass protection, and that can be all in an episode on its own. You can have slide pass protection when you're sliding to the wheel. You can have gap pass protection where offense line are sticking to their gaps. Uh, whether center is getting backside A gap on this particular pass protection. Whether the guard is playing dual pass protection. Where the guard is looking at the mic. Or looking at the uh, Sam. This is this is right guard in this scenario. Uh, if the mic comes, guard picks him up. The Mike plays coverage, but the Sam backer or nickel Sam uh, blitzes. The right guard picks picks up the uh, the nickel Sam. And there's different ways to run different pass protections. Is as a coach, is what you feel like is much more effective when running empty set. And there's nothing anything wrong. Uh, with running a slide protection or gap protection or dual protection. But you also have to have the players that are able to handle and feel like your players, when running that type of pass protection, um, become more effective and efficient. You know, we feel like slide protection is really beneficial for your players than run slide protection. If you feel like you can confidently teach gap protection and your players, once you know gap protection can run it effectively, then run gap pass protection. Again, gap, any pass protection itself is an episode all on its own. I mean, I did an episode about pass protections for more specifically pass protection calls, like the different types of pass protection, although I didn't go more in depth with gap pass protection. However, again, you got to be... You got to know where your pass protection is sliding to or gapping to, where it's going to stay, because sometimes blitzes will bring, or, you know, with blitzes, it'll bring six defensive players. In that scenario, if you don't have enough guys to pick up six blitzes, 
then you're going to have to throw hot unless you adjust your pass protection. Whether you're motioning tight end to where you're still in an empty set, that tight end is still on the, on the line of scrimmage or offline scrimmage since he motioned, but you know, right next to the offensive lineman, whether it be right tackle or left tackle, and you gap it. And so now you have six guys pass protection in pass protection. However, in that scenario, it's still one on one. So you still have to throw the ball quick, but you're not as under pressure as you would be if it's six guys splitting with only five guys blocking. You know, I'd rather, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll live through the day as, as long as I have six guys blocking for me if it's a six man blitz. I'll be okay. So you have to know where you're looking at, of what coverage, what blitz is being presented, what defensive front is being presented. Because if you don't know what front or blitz is coming or what necessarily what coverage it is, your quarterback is going to feel like, okay, I've got to get the ball out quick because I don't know what the hell to do here. You don't want that for your quarterback. Yes, I understand you will have to throw hot sometimes based on the blitz. However, if your quarterback now knows the indicators, as I had said earlier, whether it's a backer on a running back as an indicator man coverage, whether it's a safety on receiver out wide, which is the indicator of blitz. Now, do I know what blitz? Um, most likely man. Sometimes you get zone blitz, but zone blitz is a different blitz on its own, right? Sometimes you get the safety over a corner in terms of coverage. And now, now you know, okay, that corner is capping. Or that corner is going to be blitzing me. And that safety that's like 10 yards behind the corner is going to be, you know, covering my slot receiver. So you have to know so many variables. But again, empty can help your quarterback understand what coverage is being presented. Now, there again, you can't always run empty. You got to run multiple formations uh, because sometimes the defenses will catch on. And if you only get a three-man rush and eight people covering, you know, that's not necessarily a favorable matchup for empty. You know, empty, it, it's, it's better to use empty against a four-man rush or a five-man rush or hell, if they blitz six people who have routes that can beat the six-man blitz, you do. But if they get to a point where you're just rushing three, and even though you have all the time in the world, it's not really favorable. Because again, any pass play it's called, it's a timing based. And if all routes are covered, the timing is off. Um, your office line have to hold up in the protection much longer you may have to throw the ball away with no one's open. So, of course, you got to run the ball, do this and that, and so forth. I'm just saying empty, um, as I get across a point here, empty gives an opportunity for your quarterback to find easier indicators to identify and know what coverage and what blitz, what is being presented by the defense, what front, even odd, you know, stack bear over under. Although you wouldn't necessarily get a under or a, a under front and you wouldn't necessarily get a, a bare front unless the six man blitz is being presented and with a strong safety right over the tight end but most of the time you'll get an over or an even with an odd and a stack but you know you usually get a stack front in the collegiate level sometimes high school level 
you wouldn't necessarily see that in the NFL. But again, once your quarterback knows what front is being presented, you know, where the linebackers matched up on a receiver, on a running back, or, you know, where the corners or safeties are, you just got to give your quarterback a few indicators where the safeties are at. Okay, I'm looking at the backer. It's the backer on my receiver here. Okay, the backer's on a tight end. That, ne- that doesn't necessarily tell me if it's man or zone. Okay, where are the corners at? Okay, corner on my running back. Heck yeah, that's zone coverage, okay? So, again, there's different indicators where you want to go about it. But for me, as I... As I'm about to move on to what you also need for uh, empty formations, you gotta read high, so where the safeties are at. Then you gotta look at where the backer is. Okay, is the backer my receiver? Zone coverage. Is the backer my tight end? Okay, now I gotta look elsewhere. Where the corners are at? Is the corner my running back? Okay, the zone coverage. What front am I in? Okay, just pass protection. Hike the ball. Find a receiver that's open. Now you have to do that in a span of 40 seconds, so you got to process information fast. But again, empty is one way to help, as a coach, help you give indicators for your quarterback. So that way your quarterback knows, okay, I don't have to read so many million things. I just got to find a few indicators. If it's zone, I have routes that can beat zone. If it's man, I have routes that can beat man coverage. You're not necessarily asking your quarterback to read all five guys. You're only asking your quarterback to either read two to three routes, depending on what the coverage is based against. And now you have routes that can beat said coverage and empty. So that's it in terms of cons, in terms of, you know, the, what's usually associated with empty, what you need from empty in terms of pass protection. And now the players involved. So a key thing here with players is you need receivers with excellent route running ability, especially for the slot. You need tight ends are athletic with not only excellent route running ability, but of course catching, same thing with receivers, catching the ball. And running backs that can catch with excellence, so as having excellent route running ability. And you're trying to get your quickest players Involved and empty. And that's not necessarily just speed. That's route running. Who can make their quick cuts the most? Who can get in depth with yardage needed with the routes associated the fastest? Who can kind of send the route correctly against the coverage is being presented? Right? You're not always looking for fastest dudes in terms of speed. I mean, go routes essentially, you know, help. But you're also looking for your excellent route runners. You know, I'd rather have a guy that runs, you know, four or five, but can easily get open because he's so excellent in his route running ability against a receiver that runs a four three, but does not run routes as excellent as the receiver that runs the four five. Now it'd be very beneficial that receiver with a four three gets to a point in his career where, okay, now my route running is Crips then, wow, that's a, that's a heck of a weapon, a heck of an act, of a, of a asset that you can use uh, in your offense. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying route running is key here in N2 set. And anytime you get running backs or tight ends or receiver, 
that's being matched up by said defender, whether it's zone or man, and you feel like that player can beat this particular defensive player because either the player is faster or, again, that player is excellent route running against this particular defensive player, any player with an empty can become a mismatch. They can until certain factors change, whether it's just a three-man rush that's being presented. You can't necessarily just run empty um, all the time and so forth. So again, receivers that can get in and out of the routes as quickly as possible or have excellent route running, tight end running backs, again, receivers, that's a must here in empty. But there is also weakness or weaknesses to empty sets. You know, sometimes you'll get two great pass rushers that could cause problems and you need to have double teams on them. Sometimes you get linebackers or excellent pass coverage where it's kind of hard to indicate whether it's zone or man, but that's why you have other indicators involved. But, you know, if it's zone coverage and yet you got a linebacker that's on a receiver, you, you really think that's zone coverage, but then once you play the snap, and heck, it's cover two man, all the corners are really tied to the receivers, or heck, you can either get cover one man where you got the strong safety really tight to tight end, and everyone else, including the linebacker, tight to your receiver slash running backs, and you thought it was zone, where it could have been cover three, uh, you can make a mistake there by throwing an interception. And if it ends up being man coverage, you, know, you really think, wow, my receiver should beat this linebacker. But this linebacker is so excellent in pass coverage that it can really be frustrating trying to run empty what you feel like could be an advantage just because the defense has one heck of a linebacker. Again, some particular defensive players or positions in the defense, if you have, a, if you have an excellent athlete there, can really cause problems to identify coverage or even when the coverage is identified to throw against because, again, they're so athletic and they're so fast. So that's one of the problems you can get into empty. Now, you can also get in a problem or one of the weaknesses or another weakness of empty is throwing against teams that run a ton of man coverage but have excellent corners. Let's say they got two corners that can essentially lock down a receiver you know, you got to kind of flip formations to where you feel like you can have an advantage on your side again. But if, it, if it's just man coverage all day and they're adamant on locking up these receivers, then you got to find some way to either get two receivers, the ones that are constantly locked up on one side, and have three other guys on the other side and just throw it there to the three-man side. Or, you know, you got to get out of empty. Um, or get in bunch sets that can hide kind of in empty set if you want, but bunch formations to kind of create rubs and space for receivers to get open and attack the man coverage is being that that is being presented. So again, that's one way to counteract man coverage if they're playing too tight is to get in bunch formations that can kind of create rubs. Uh, in a sense. But again, that's some of the weaknesses to empty. And as I begin to kind of end this episode, um, concepts that I feel like complement well with empty. 
And I meant, and I will mention some of these concepts and I will try to explain it to the best of my ability, but I will do a video over an empty set uh, this Friday on my YouTube channel, Griff Talks Football, but it's going to be over a scissors concept as well as a flanker in one play. So don't worry, I'll explain that there uh, on my YouTube video again Friday afternoon. And this is going to be over cover four. So some spoilers there, I guess. But that's one way um, to kind of uh, run empty and kind of beat cover four that's being presented is having routes associated in empty. Uh, and it's a four-man rush. Um, so, but again, I wouldn't call this play if it's a five-man rush because you don't have the time in the world to do that. You just don't. It's a disadvantage number for your off uh, for your offensive line. Yeah, it's five on five, so really it's zero. But if you don't have a plus one or two in terms of pass protections, whether it be double teams, um, that's again a disadvantage um, for your offense. And if it's neutral, that's still somewhat of an advantage for your defense. If you have one pass rusher, you're beating your offensive lineman. No matter if you switch your offensive lineman that gets benched to another guy, if he's just beating that one dude, right? You gotta adjust your pass protection. So. I'm excited to, or at least draw up that play for y'all on Friday. Um, but nevertheless, here's some concepts that I feel like that can complement well with empty sets. Uh, dungeon, or some people call it dragon, where it's a slant and flat concept with a two receiver side. Uh, and a line concept where it's a slant and an arrow route. Those concepts can work. Quick screens, whether it be a receiver screen to the left. A running back screen to the right, maybe a middle screen to a tight end in an empty set if the defense is blitzing um, or the defense is caught in zone coverage and they kind of lose sight of the tight end. Where it may be, quit screens uh, on certain situations can work. Verticals with a shallow cross and choice routes. Um, I would usually call this against a three to four man rush. Preferably a four-man rush because that's less guys in coverage. But that's one way of, 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 or at least what I found that complements well with the empty set is having verticals, but having a two-man route where one guy runs a shallow cross or a drag and sits in that zone if it's zone coverage or keeps running if it's man with a choice route by a running back. Um, whether it's an in route, out route, whether it's a flag or, or a post, Although I wouldn't usually run a post route if it's verticals. I'll just run, you know, flag, in, out, sit route, hitch, what have you. Uh, now, these these concepts were mentioned, mentioned by Bill O'Brien. Um, he mentioned these concepts in empty. Whether, again, these are true words that have been associated with the play, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but he, uh, in interviews and in a coaching uh, clinic, he said Haas White Juke. Um, so you got a jerk route by a receiver or a tight end. You got Haas, so hitches on the outside, seams in the uh, in the hashes, especially in Illinois, where you got a go route, hitch route, two drags, uh, or a mesh, if you will, with the inside route. You got under Gotti, where it's two unders, and you got a Viper route that's 
you know, a option route that's either a flag or a post or a curl. And you got a Ohio route that's associated with under goddies. You got a go route and then a slot receiver running the, uh, the out route. And then X follow where you've got an insider route. Um, next to the X receiver is going to be running that whip route or that follow route. Um, then, you know, your third receiver in the formation on the other side of the ball on the right hash, you know, running the follow route or whip route with a go route associated and then, you know, another go route associated with that as well. Um, or a hitch route. Uh, you know, rub route concepts too, such as, you know, the mesh route. Again, I just mentioned with Special Illinois, but with mesh, that could work well against... Uh, man coverage or steel where you, where I call it steel where you have a stop route um, by the outside receiver while your inside receiver runs the wheel route or the wheel route or the receiver running the wheel runs behind the, the receiver running the stop route against man coverage. That's one way of getting that receiver open with a rub route. Again, I would call these rub routes against man-to-man coverage. Uh, drive concept against a three to four man rush, or again the Ohio concept with an option route. So there's so many concepts I just mentioned um, that could work and complement well with your empty set formations against particular defensive fronts um, or defensive coverages, whether it be three to four man. You can call this concept. If it's blitzing, you can call you know dragon. Dungeon or line concept, um, you know, different concepts that could work well or complement well again with with empty. So again, I just I know this was a long episode. It was one of my favorite things to do, or at least an episode that I I felt like you know I knew a lot, or at least felt like wow I really enjoyed this kind of content in regards to football where. Empty sets could really become advantage for your offenses. Now, sometimes you can't always run empty sets. Sometimes defenses, again, will adjust. And as an offensive coordinator or offensive play caller, you have to adjust as well. So this is it for today's episode. Uh, next week's episode is more of a history uh, lesson, if you will, in terms of offensive and defensive systems, you know, from the present time going back to early 2000s and kind of what's changed. So there's kind of my hint there or a little synopsis there uh, for my next uh, episode, which will be out again next Tuesday on my podcast, uh, Griff Talks Football Podcast. So thank you all so much again for listening, uh, for listening to this long episode, but there was so much information that needed to be covered uh, next week's episode will be shorter. I promise you that. Um, but I'll catch y'all again soon, uh, especially this Friday for my YouTube channel, Griff Talks Football. Um, and I'll catch y'all again soon. And remember to either love or hate my opinions.